Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we go deep into mining news, hot topics, and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International and Mining International Executive, a leading global mining recruitment and headhunting agency. Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Dig Deep, the mining podcast. And today's guest is Scott McLean, who's the president and CEO of Transition Metals Corp, who are a multi-commodity project generator focused on the discovery of ore deposits in Canada. Um, Scott has over 30 years experience in exploration um, and management, resulting in the discovery of various mineral deposits, including the 17 million tonne nickel rim south deposit in Sudbury, um, which is one of the highlights um, that Scott has uh, that Scott's achieved, um, and he's also named Prospector of the Year back in two thousand and four at PDAC. Um, he founded Transition Metals back in two thousand and nine, um, and he's here today to tell us a little bit more about the company, what he's been up to, and also what the Canadian junior and exploration market is like at the moment. So that's welcome, Scott, to the podcast. How you doing, Scott? Oh, very good. Nice to nice to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah. Appreciate your uh, appreciate your time as well. Um, I know you're an avid listener, listen to these uh, episodes. So I wondered if you can give the audience, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself, about your background. Obviously, those in Canada and maybe a little bit further afield will know you. But for those mm-hmm. that don't know you, just wonder if you can give us uh, a little bit of a background about yourself. Sure. So I guess I've been in the exploration end of the mining industry for many years, uh, graduating back in 1985 and getting my first job with uh, Kid Creek Mines Limited, which was quickly taken out by Falcon Bridge and uh, and then Extrata Nickel and then today Glencore is sort of the uh, where we are with that uh, those acquisitions. So I I, I stayed with uh, Falcon Bridge and Extrata Nickel for about twenty three years, uh, kind of rising up through uh, the corporate ranks into management roles. And uh, the, the the final role I had in that company was uh, managing the exploration efforts in on surface and underground in Sudbury. And in your intro, you alluded to. Uh, one of the discoveries we made, there were fairly, the team uh, discovered a, a number of other uh, zone extensions as well as new uh, new discoveries during that tenure I had in Sudbury. Certainly, Nickelrim South was the feather in our cap at that time. Uh, that uh, ore body is almost mined out, come, believe it or not, and uh, we did receive an award from the PDAC in, in 2004. You know, in 2023, I made a choice to, to leave uh, Extrata Nickel um, after having some success there and uh, and and try my hand in the junior world. I uh, teamed up with a individual by the name of David Elliott, who's a good friend of mine. He's one of the founders of Haywood Securities. And uh, together we started uh, building uh, some some companies. Um, transition really uh, became came about in, in as a private company in 2009. And we took a public in 2011. With my co-founder, who's still with us today, Greg Collins, and um, we again uh, continued that. Greg also came out of the Falconbridge fold, and we worked together for many years, and uh, and uh, we continued that fold of, uh, of focusing on exploration and uh, developing new opportunities. And probably one of the more significant uh, discoveries uh, made was uh, Sunday Lake, which is a large uh, PGM deposit near Thunder Thunder Bay that uh, we discovered with our partners Impala Platinum out of South Africa. And you mentioned we did receive the PDAC award uh, in 2004 
for uh, Nickel Rim South, and together we've uh, um, we received the Ontario Discoverers of the Year in 2014 for Sunday Lake. And so 2024 is kind of shaping up to be a good year for us if uh, if you extrapolate those 10-year award uh, awards that we've had. And uh, 2023 would be our, our year of discovery and hopefully another award next year. But that's just a marketing pitch for today. So yeah. anyway, um, you know, we've, we've continued to build the transition out as a significant company um, in the uh, junior space. A number of uh, um, uh, projects across Canada, uh, spin-out companies as well, uh, the dividends back to shareholders, and we can expand on on those things uh, going forward. Myself, uh, the company is based in Sudbury. Uh, I've recently moved to Toronto to be closer to uh, Bay Street and uh, the financing networks down here and uh, and enjoy my time uh, here in Cabbage Town. People know, know Toronto and uh, enjoy uh, the Toronto Islands and and all all that, that Toronto has to offer over the last couple of years. Um, obviously, trans, uh, transition metals seems to have a obviously a lot of assets and a very tight capital structure. Um, I just wonder if you can just tell us a little bit more about that and about obviously the company and obviously some of the uh, projects as well. Sure. Now you you know we've accumulated a number of assets and those assets are, are put in bundles we have a certain amount of cash that we always carry we're always uh, in that one and a half million to two million dollar range we don't need much more than that typically uh, on hand uh, we have a number of projects uh, 20 projects across uh, across Canada we focus on a couple of those um, that to really kind of um, keep control of a narrative and have a, have a good news flow to come out uh, certainly pick the best ones to, to work on uh, a number uh, through the number of deals that we have, we've had quite a cash uh, portfolio of uh, of secu marketable securities, probably in the range of about four million dollars worth of uh, of securities that we can uh, rely on from time to time to to bring income into the the uh, or bring revenue into the company, as well uh, a bundle of royalties, uh, a number of milestone payments that if things really work out on some of these projects that we could really take advantage of, as well. So altogether, you know we. We kind of uh, firm up that uh, that asset uh, value in a rather conservative internal method, which I'm happy to to review in in detail with people. But uh, at about twenty to twenty five million dollars worth of assets, and really don't uh, see that on the market. But uh, but you know the company does focus on two key projects um, right now. One is called Pike Warden in the Yukon, and that's uh, seen some recent uh, interest in the market. And the other one is a is a magmatic sulfide or nickel copper project that we have in Ontario that uh, that uh, is called Maud Lake. And those are where we're putting our own internal exploration dollars uh, currently. Okay. Um, obviously, you, 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 as you mentioned, you've got quite a few properties. So obviously, you're, you're pretty busy. How do you focus your exploration activities across, obviously, your portfolio? Sure. I mean, the portfolio, having a portfolio that is, is a nice thing to have. You have a pipeline of projects that you can rely on. But we also look to uh, vend those out or option those out to another to other uh, parties that can advance them for us. Uh, uh, by doing so, they have the right turn in, into those projects and typically earn a, uh, a majority to even 100% uh, interest in those projects where the company transition would retain a minority interest or in, for example, at Sunday Lake, we have a 25% free carried interest and the Pala and Pala Canada are, 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 uh, are hold the, the balance of that 75%. Um, and, uh, 
or or we hold a royalty on them and uh, allow the company to earn 100%. So that's one way we can manage those projects. Most of the projects are are um are well and well in well um uh, have, have enough assessment work done on them uh, that they're not onerous to maintain. So our main focus comes back to what do we think are the best projects that we have out there? And uh, and so we've selected a couple of those and uh, that, that that really have some strong merit and uh, and we, we advance those on ourselves uh, by ourselves. So your question is around how do we focus? Well, we focus our internal exploration dollars on what we think are the best projects in hand. We usually carry two at a time. If those pan, don't pan out, we have other projects we can rely on, but we also look for other partners to come in and advance it. Now, obviously, with all the projects that you've got and all the projects that you have worked on, have you got a set criteria as to what what you consider a good project and then obviously take on? Do you have a, a set criteria that you follow? We do. Um, I mean, basically, we're looking at earlier stage projects in this company. Uh, sometimes they start as early as a concept and we take them forward. But uh, currently, uh, they have to, to, to order order to meet some of the criteria that we we uh, impose, they have to have um, obviously uh, significant uh, geoscientific components to it. There's good sampling there. There's uh, good geophysical targets um, uh, and so on. But also one of the key things that, that's kind of arisen, risen in the, uh, in the industry in recent times is what it will be our social license uh, ability to get social license to explore these projects. And that's becoming more and more a critical uh, checkbox on these projects as we select them. Are we going to be able to work with the, the recent the local communities? Um, are there uh, parks or other stakeholders in the area that are going to kind of impact our ability not only to explore, but to uh, take these forward into a, a um, exploitation uh, um, a program? So uh, yeah, so they got to have the, the right geo, geoscientific metrics. We really just have focused only on uh, base metals and precious metals. And, and when we talk about base metals, most of our success has been in the magmatic sulfides. So those being nickel, copper, and PGMs. We're very strong on the copper um, components. In fact, we have an, um, a couple of uh, pretty interesting sedimentary hosted copper projects, and then uh, have some good experience in, in the gold uh, um uh, sector and that, and that's sort of the three areas that we really focus our attention. Um, you just uh, recently completed financing. Uh, yeah. What are your exploration plans for for the for this year with that financing? Yeah, so with that financing, that was a difficult financing in this market, but we were able to put together and actually uh, meet meet our our target in terms of financing. And those were a lot of that money, not all of it, but a fair bit of it was made was raised as a, what we call critical flow through, um, critical th flow through uh, uh, financing, which is a, a program, tax beneficial program in in uh, in 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 Canada. So we have to focus on critical metals, and those uh, those two pro the two projects that I mentioned earlier, Maud Lake and uh, Pike Warden, are the key projects that that money will go towards this year and floating into next year. Our main target. Target at uh, at Mod Lake is a nickel copper PGM target. We've kind of done some drilling there last year, identified some uh, significant off-hole anomalies, uh, completed some geophysics surface geophysics this year, and we'd like to get those targets drilled off this year. Uh, at Pike Warden, we've uh, employed uh, some, some remote sensing. We've just come back from the field uh, where we've completed a prospecting mapping program. Uh, that's a huge project with uh, oh. 
We started with, we just started this year, we had 18 high grade showings in a big epithermal uh, uh, project where uh, now we've uh, come up with, we think three or four more. And so as the news comes out in uh, in September, when we get our, our, our analyses back, we're going to have some more targets to chase. So the key projects for that financing that we've done are Mod Lake and, uh, and uh, Pike Warren. We do have opportunities to spend money elsewhere. And we're currently looking at one of our other PGM projects called Saturday Night as well. Uh, there was an interesting article in the National uh, Post yeah. about your uh, Pike Warden property and the Next Gen yeah. Challenge that you uh, sponsored. Just wanted you to just tell us a little bit more about that. That's a really cool program. A young man approached us, Jamal Amin, uh, who was uh, was interested in in uh, developing what he called the pros- uh, the new gen next gen challenge, which was looking at uh, inviting teams of students from the universities across Canada to attend the PDAC and present to a panel of industry CEOs uh, their project ideas. And some of those projects that we had uh, de- delivered to us were concepts uh, without any uh, property staked, and the other ones. Uh, you know, people had gone out and staked and done work on the property. And uh, Transition One was, was one of the founding sponsors of that that program. Uh, so the winner of that uh, of that challenge would get funding uh, from the different sponsors to go out and advance those projects on their own. In each case, uh, we sponsored it for three years. In each case, we ended up doing um, deals with the or uh, option deals with the uh, with the winners and in this case uh, a young man by the name of Ryan Berkey really impressed us with the Pike Warden project uh, it's a somewhat of a remote project it requires a lot of legwork it's in the mountains and he'd gone out there and really put together a nice package of uh, of showings and and a good model that really impressed us you know uh, and and we were able to kind of do a deal with them that allowed us to earn up to 100% and it's been beneficial for Ryan as well we've advanced his project He's got some money in hand, some cash in hand, some shares in the company. And uh, looking at the program, I really like it. It's uh, you're, you're accessing some of the, the newest, creative, most creative minds that are coming out of the universities that have all spent their previous four to six years really focused on, on geology. And uh, I like to say they think they're, they're, they're pretty smart coming out of university, and some of them are, and they create some very – very creative new ideas and uh, the tap that's been beneficial for us in a few spot, a few different times. And certainly uh, Ryan's work has been uh, really uh, uh, a real catalyst in getting us up into the Yukon, which was one of the jurisdictions that we hadn't worked in until we had met Ryan. Hmm. Now that, that sounds like a really good sort of incentive, especially for, for recent graduates uh, to go out and obviously show Show what they what they can achieve. It, yeah. Is this challenge is this challenge going to be ongoing uh, every year? That is my hope. So uh, through the COVID lockdown, uh, it did slow down, um, and uh, but I'm uh, encouraged this year that we'll be able to kind of get it up and running again. So uh, keep your ear uh, to the rail, and hopefully uh, you'll have, there'll be some news out uh, in the fall that uh, we're we're entertaining the pro- the, the uh, new next gen. Uh, challenge again yeah well i do get quite a few graduates listening to this so uh um they can obviously uh may look into it and obviously participate um sure. so uh you know that that's that's good to hear um can you just tell us about some of your spin-out companies 
that, that's one of the things that we, we've done in the past. Uh, we've taken assets and we put them out into new vehicles that we create and we take back 100% of the equity in a tax neutral way um, in those companies. And then we, uh, we, we dilute the equity in the subsidiary until it's uh, off and running on its own. And it's, it's a very good model. And we've had done that twice so far. The first one we did is called SPC Nickel, which is on the TSXV. It's probably one of the prominent uh, nickel plays out there that people should be looking at. We're currently drilling off uh, an open pitable resource in the Sudbury mining camp, right, just down the street from the mill. Uh, we hope that's going to be a very significant deposit, and we're looking to deliver a 43 uh, National Instrument 43101 resource uh, later this year on that project. We, that company also controls 100% of the muskox intrusion in Nunavut. And if uh, if anybody knows about that, it's probably the last mineralized large igneous province in the world. So this this uh, this um, intrusion that we control 100% of is over 125 kilometers long. Uh, it's mineralized uh, throughout uh, throughout it, and, uh, and we're the, the the sole owners of most of it and have an option to uh control a hundred percent of uh, of another part of it um so that so that's it's a real going concern if you're in the nickel space and people should be looking at spc nickel it's uh it, it's spc on the venture exchange here in toronto the other one the other company that we spun out is really focused on gold the name of that company is canadian gold miner and it has a number of uh gold projects in the abitibi which is one of the world's most prolific gold camps in the world uh, takes up the entire Lincoln Nipissing structure just south of the Cadillac Break in Kirkland Lake. Brand new opportunity, large scale, and uh, and that company we hope to get public in the coming months uh, ahead of us. We're thinking about a third one right now. Uh, we'd like to be able to spin out uh, some of our PGM assets, uh, and uh, that that's a little bit more work. It's something we'll be working on this fall. But we like the spin-out model. It brings back uh, a lot of equity into the company. It allows those projects to advance uh, um, with with new management and new new directors and uh, new sources of, of of financing. So it's a it's a really good model if you can make it work. And we hope to do that again this fall. Yeah, I just want to give your view of the um, junior and exploration market within Canada, um, yeah. and also what what challenges do you see that sector facing? Um, for obviously the remainder of this year and into next year? Well, I think many of your listeners have recognized the number of uh, exploration dollars going to the ground over the last decade have been limited and uh, and commodity demand is, continues to rise, especially as we go through big shifts in, in, in the economies, uh, particularly uh, things like the electrification of society and uh, the demands on specific critical metals in order to, to, to facilitate that. So we're seeing like a significant increase in demand for certain metals going forward. And that's reflected in, I think that's reflected in the metal prices we're getting, the commodity market that we have today. Um, you know, we've seen significant increases in, in a number of uh, commodities like copper, like nickel, uranium starting to move. All these commodities are have moved up significantly over the last few years, although we've seen them flatten a little bit over the last few months. There's certainly a good, strong commodity market there. Gold, you know, is going to hit two thousand again, and uh, and uh, I think it's a it's just a, a very strong commodity market. The problem that the juniors have right now is the financing market, and I think anybody in the junior business is always looking for that time period where we get synchronicity between 
the financing markets, the capital markets, and the commodity markets. And those have been just a little bit out of sync right now, making it very difficult for the junior miner to get out there and raise money. Now, I mentioned that I raised a bit of money this, this spring. Both I helped both with SBC Nickel, but also, but primarily with Transition Metals. And in both those cases, those financings were probably um, some of the more difficult financings that we've had to do um, in, in the companies, you know, since the dawn of time almost. And uh, and, uh, and it's, it's not because they're not, that we don't have strong projects and strong people. It's, it's basically because there's a, a, a lackluster interest in, in what we're in in the junior markets, but also um, you know junior junior investors are often using their discretionary funds to to invest. And when we see instability in the economies such as uh, such as uh, you know wars in Russia and uh, economic concerns in the U.S. etc., that really affects our ability to raise money. So your question was really about what are some of the challenges the juniors are seeing. I think it's always financing, but right now financing is prominent and uh you know getting your your treasury built up without having to really blow out your equ equity um is is probably the biggest challenges we ha CEOs have today in my mind do you think that we're at that tipping point where financing will start to become uh, more accessible because of the need for all of these minerals because we're way behind the eight ball in in all of these commodities that we need out of the ground commodities minerals out of the ground and I, I and i suppose it's the case of um just waiting for markets to slightly change and then there's going to be a big bull run do you see that happening sort of sooner rather than later yeah i do i'm i'm actually kind of hedging that this fall we'll see some strengthening of those markets some more interest in the sector and uh, and uh, you know particularly in the markets themselves where we'll see more uh, liquidity of these stocks, more volume on these stocks uh, going forward, and that will just um, propagate into a, a um, uh, you know an easier environment for for financing. So yeah, over the next six months, I, I can't help but think that things will improve. There may be some unseen forces that may bear upon us as we move through that period, but uh, honestly, it, it does have to change. I think that the, the demand of these these uh, commodities is in place to be able to really create a strong market for commodities, and investors and institutions are going to have to come on side as well as large companies, large companies that really haven't uh, the majors that really haven't put a lot of money into exploration and are now seeing well, you know, we've only got so many years ahead of us, we better start thinking about this. And uh, and all these things together will create that market. I'm predicting that things will change as we come into September. We'll start to feel a little better about the markets, and uh, and that should uh, push through towards the PDAC. But you know, let's wait and see. And uh, you know, but it, it's imminent. And uh, in geologic terms, imminent can be anywhere from the next second to the next thousand years. But let's hope it's in the next uh, month or two. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, and lastly, what's the outlook for transition metals over the sort of next six to 12 months? Well, in terms of catalysts, I mean, the, the big catalysts we're going to have are, are really kind of focusing on these two exploration projects, maybe bringing a third one in, which is called Saturday Night. We'd like to do a little bit more work on that. Um, and, and that should create a, a, a bit of a news flow. By focusing on our key projects, we are able to kind of uh, mainstream our, our, our news flow and not be, you know, pitching different different projects so we'll just focus on those projects and try and bring those bring good results to the market which will hopefully increase the value of the stock that's the the concept here will allow us to raise money again if we can get stock price up and uh, provide some uh 
liquidity and some uh, some opportunity back to the shareholders. Uh, we are looking at potential spin out of our PGE assets. Um, those that that could come to bear this year. That would uh, hopefully uh, create a catalyst, maybe able to provide a, a dividend back to shareholders uh, and so on, as we've done in the past. Um, deal flow, we do have uh, interest in a number of our projects, and we're really focused on moving a couple of our significant projects that we're not working on. Uh, we'd like to uh, find a new new, uh, a new uh, um, a joint venture partner for our Galgana Gold project, for example. We think that's, uh, that's significant. I'm just going to spend all week on it next week, uh, heading out to the field. We think our whole team is headed there. We think we've got a, a nice tiger by the tail there with the work that's been done uh, recently. Uh, so that should also... Um, should uh, also help uh, help out uh, as a catalyst, and and then the, the third the final thing is really you know are we able to get Canadian gold miner um, uh, you know public that will be very helpful as well as an, and and um, uh, allow us to uh, understand we own twenty three percent of that company in terms of shares uh, having that as a public vehicle gives creates lots of options for us but also gives us a mark to market on the value of those uh, those shares that we hold. And I think SPC Nickel uh, delivering a, a National Instrument 43101 report uh, with the, on the resource this year will also be significant in, in uh, creating the catalyst for our, our stock. So all good news ahead of us. Uh, a very limited downside on this on this company, I think. I think now's the time to be thinking about it and taking a good look at it and calling the CEO and, and learning more about it. It's, it's a really good opportunity in my mind. Yeah. Scott, thank you for your time. Um, thank you for sharing your story and telling us about Transition Metals. Um, obviously, got quite a lot going ahead um, ahead over the next sort of six to 12 months and obviously a lot of projects to get involved in. And obviously, you're probably looking at more projects as well. If our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, if they want to follow your story, uh, what social media platforms are you on and how can they follow you? Yeah, currently we're on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter. We're also on the uh, Mining IR platform as well. So uh, all those uh, areas you can you can have a look at us. Uh, we do have a website, transitionmetalscorp.com. Uh, there's uh, contact information there. I check the uh, uh, the corporate info uh, email address or email bill every day. So uh, if anybody wants to reach out to me, that's a good way to do it. But you can also give me a call. Always happy to take calls. Yeah, great. Scott, really appreciate your time. Thank you. All the best for the remainder of the year. Um, and I'm sure uh, I'm sure um, you never know, there might be another award coming up soon in 2024. Yep, that's the idea. Great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank uh, you. Nice, yeah, nice thank one. You. And audience, appreciate your uh, continued support. Hope you enjoyed that episode. Please keep sharing these episodes amongst people within the industry friends, colleagues, but also people outside of the industry as well um, to obviously promote our brand, promote the mining industry because um, there's there's a lot of education in these podcasts. So appreciate your continued support. And until next time, happy mining. Thank you for listening. Remember to reach out to Rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review. Until next time, happy mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.